are running a cycle of the news to where we almost become sick of them. What happened to the stories that dominated the news for such a long time? Did they ever figure out what the actor or actress's death was caused by? Who was the killer in that string of murders? Does the legendary creature exist, or was it made up by someone simply seeking attention? How did that one person die? Welcome to the Aftermath, where we hop in our time machines and figure out what ended up happening in the news stories we followed so intently and then never heard the ending to due to life smacking us in the face with more happenings. Forgotten Story The Cold War The Cold War between the USSR and the USA was pretty much a sweep by the good old US of A. Well, almost. The USSR was the first of certain events in its own rights, making it to space first. The USSR tested the first nuclear weapon, and of course the Soviets beat us in the whole Chernobyl thing of nuclear meltdowns. The US and Soviets were both playing a game of who has the bigger dick. A lot of people fail to truly understand what the Cold War was all about. It was the first time nuclear war was on the table. We'll turn you into a parking lot. The Cuban Missile Crisis really spoke volumes about the phrase, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Nikita Khrushchev was all about to use Cuba as that one girl at the prom who would for sure put out that night. After the failed U.S. attempt to overthrow Castro and his regime in Cuba with Bay of Pigs fiasco, while Kennedy administration planned Operation Mongoose, in July 1962, Soviet Premier Nikita Khrushchev reached the secret agreement with a Cuban Premier Fidel Castro to place Soviet nuclear missiles in Cuba to detour any future invasion attempts. If you really think about it, it was a brilliant move by the USSR. The US, for lack of a better term, planned to kill Castro. Several times, construction of several missile sites began in the late summer, but U.S. intelligence discovered evidence of a general Soviet arms buildup on Cuba. 28 bombers during routine surveillance flights on September 4th of 62. President Kennedy issued a public warning against the introduction of several offensive weapons into Cuba. Despite the warning, October 14th, U-2 aircraft took several pictures clearly showing sites 
for medium-range and intermediate-range ballistic nuclear missiles under construction in Cuba. These images were preceded and presented to the White House the next day, thus precipitating the onset of the Cuban Missile Crisis. Tobias moved some nuclear missiles down by the U.S. by the short and curlies of the United States in a total boss move. The USSR decided to hand the USA's enemies some brass knuckles, a meat cleaver, and a roofie. The intention was to give Castro, aka the old curmudgeon on your street, a radar gun, in easier terms, nuclear weapons. The USSR was going to build a missile base near San Cristobal, Cuba, just 90 miles from the coast of Florida. The fact that the USSR did this, Cuba is very lucky that it's not a parking lot today. The short and sweet of it is that Kennedy said, don't start no won't be done, bitch. The USA had just handed Castro a reason to try to take the U.S. out. Castro with the old enemy of my enemy is my friend routine. So much the WWE would be jealous. It was just like a move they would do. Two guys were mad at the U.S. We're gonna team up and take us out in one gigantic fuck you to the United States. The smart move is that by putting the nukes on our doorstep, they placed the U.S. in a really, really no-win scenario. The smart move is that by putting up the nukes on our doorsteps, it placed us in a really bad scenario. Either they let Russia and Cuba threaten us, and maybe on their own accord decide to nuke the holy shit out of us, or the USA does a preemptive strike in which they come off looking like a total douchebag who attacks little old small Cuba. The US attacks, thus painting the picture of a gigantic country, the US, attacking its seabitsy Cuba, and run the risk of provoking the USSR into launching the nuclear missiles to defend its asshole friends of Cuba. Let's hop into the aftermath time machine and head back to 1945. Okay, let's get to it. Can you believe this Cold War started as far back as World War II? Shut the ass up, man. Welcome to 1945. Hey, Slander, some advice. Something's about to go off that will put out a mushroom cloud. Don't look at it. No, really. 1945, the U.S. uses atomic bombs on Japan to end World War II. In an attempt to end the war in the Pacific without costly invasion of Japan, the U.S. in an attempt to end the war, the U.S. dropped two atomic bombs on the Japanese city of Hiroshima and Nagasaki on August 6th and August 9th, 1945, respectively. A uranium gun-type atomic bomb named Little Boy was dropped on Hiroshima. Hirohito did not heed President Truman's call for surrender. The U.S. dropped a plutonium implosion-type bomb named Fat Man on Nagasaki. The two atomic bombings together with the Soviet Union declaration of war in Japan finally convinced Emperor Hirohito to surrender to the Allies, effectively ending World War II. Use of the atomic weapons demonstrated America's technological superiority, but also increased existing tensions with the Soviet Union, setting the stage for the Cold War. Yay, us! So, anyway, March 8th, VE Day, victory in Europe. Germany surrenders to the Red Army in Berlin. To the time machine! <laughs> August 9th. The United States drops atomic bomb on Nagasaki. 22 kiloton fat man kills 70,000 people. Hirohito says, that you got, bitch? August 8th, Russia declares war on Japan. August 9th, the United States drops atomic bomb on Nagasaki. A 22 kiloton fat man kills 70,000 people. August 14th, Japanese surrender. 
end of World War II. Japan says, let's knock this shit off now. The Emperor Surrendered broadcast on VJ Day occurred on August 15th, 1946, February 9th. Stalin, hostile speech, communism, and capitalism were incompatible on Europe. March 10th, Truman demands Russia leave Iran. July 1st, Operation Crossroads with Test. Abel was the first public demonstration of the America's atomic arsenal. July 25th, America tests Baker underwater explosion. 1947, March 12th, Truman Doctrine. Truman declares active role in Greek Civil War. June, Marshall plans announced of setting a precedent for helping countries combat poverty, disease, and malnutrition. September 2nd, the Rio Pact. U.S. meets 19 Latin American countries and created a security zone around the hemisphere. 1948, February 25th, communists take over Czechoslovakia. March 2nd, Truman's loyalty program created to catch Cold War spies. March 17th, Brussels Pact organized to protect Europe against communism. June 24th, Berlin blockade begins, lasting 11 months. 1949, NATO ratified. May 12th, Berlin blockade ends. August 29th, Russia tests its first atomic bomb. America wakes up. October 1st, communist Mao Zedong takes control of China and establishes the People's Republic of China. December 1st, Chiang Kai-shek moved to Formosa and created the nationalist government. To the time machine! <laughs> Welcome to the 1950s. 1950, U.S. tests first hydrogen bomb. On November 1st, 1952, the U.S. at 7.15 a.m. local time, October 31st, the United States tested its first thermonuclear device, hydrogen bomb, on its Marshall Islands and about 3,000 miles west of Hawaii, codenamed Ivy Mike. The device was detonated remotely from a distance of about 30 miles. The resulting fireball was three miles wide and reached a height of 120,000 feet. The mushroom cloud that followed the fireball was 100 miles wide. The yield of the explosion was a little over 10 megatons, more than 700 times larger than the atomic bomb dropped on Hiroshima. Yugala was vaporized and the crater left behind was more than a mile wide and 160 feet deep. Russia notices. 1950, January 30th, Truman approves H-bomb development. February, Joe McCarthy begins communist witch hunt and loyalty test. June 24th, Korean War begins. Stalin supports North Korea who invade South Korea equipped with Soviet weapons. 1951, the Federal Civil Defense Administration is established. April 11th, Truman fires MacArthur. 1952, A-bomb developed by Britain. 1953, March 17th to June 4th, nuclear arms race atomic test series of 11 explosions at Nirvana test site. July of 1953, the Korean War ends. December 8th, Ike's Adams for Peace speech. 1954, March 1st, H-bomb Castle Bravo test. March, same day. KGB established. CIA helps overthrow unfriendly regimes in Iran and Guatemala. July, Vietnam split to 17th parallel. 1957, August 26th. Vostok rocket launched. First ICBM. October 4th, Sputnik launched into orbit. November 3rd, Sputnik 2 is launched. Laika died in space, 1958. January 31st, Explorer launched. July, NASA began Mercury project using Atlas rocket. November. 
Khrushchev demands withdrawal of troops from Berlin. January 1959, Cuba taken over by Fidel Castro. September, Khrushchev visits the United States. The kitchen debate. Let's hit back into the time machine. <laughs> 1960. USSR tests largest nuclear weapon ever built, known as the Big Ivan. To the Soviets, RDS-220 was the largest nuclear weapon ever built, designed as a 100 megaton hydrogen bomb. Its yield was reduced by 50% when it was tested. The device was airdropped from an altitude of just above 34,000 feet over Michiaka Bay, test site on Novaya Zemilia Island on October 30th, 1961. It detonated at a 13,000 feet radius. Its fireball still reached the Earth. The blast pressure was measured at 300 PSI, and the flash of light was visible for more than 600 miles away. The mushroom cloud reached an altitude of 210,000 feet. The USA notices. 1960 A-bombs developed by France. May. Soviet Union reveals that U.S. spy plane was shot down over Soviet territory. November. John F. Kennedy, elected President of the United States of America. December 19th, Cuba openly aligns itself with the Soviet Union and their policies. Back to the time machine. Time machine, lame effect, year of the event, yada, yada, yada. Welcome to 1961. April, Bay of Pigs invasion. August 13th, Berlin border is closed. Construction of the Berlin Wall begins. Germany becomes like every 1980s sitcom with two roommates that don't get along. They draw a line right to the middle of Germany. Don't you come on my side. Don't you come on my side. 1962, U.S. involvement in Vietnam increases. October, Cuban Missile Crisis. 1963, July. Nuclear Test Ban Treaty Ratified November 22nd, President Kennedy assassinated in Dallas, Texas 1964 August Gulf of Tonkin Incident October A-bombs developed by China 1965 April U.S. Marines sent the Dominican Republic to fight communism July Announcement of dispatching of 200,000 United States troops to Vietnam 1966 B-52s bomb North Vietnam they also sang a love shack. 1967, the U.S. Secretary of Defense, Robert McNamara, admits that the U.S. bombing raids had failed to meet their objectives. January of 1968, North Korea captured USS Pueblo. President Johnson does not run for the presidency, and Richard Nixon is elected president of the United States of America. August, Soviet Red Army crushed Czechoslovakian revolt. 1969, July 20th, Apollo 11 lands on the moon. 1970, April, President Nixon extends Vietnam War to Cambodia. 1971, publication of the Pentagon Papers. 1972, February, President Nixon visits China. July, SALT 1, signed. 1973, January, ceasefire in Vietnam between North Vietnamese and United States. September, U.S.-supported coup overthrows Chilean government. October, Egypt and Syria attack Israel. Egypt requests Soviet aid. 1974. August. President Nixon resigns. 1975. April 17th. North Vietnam defeats South Vietnam, which falls to communist forces. 1976. February. Soviet and Cuban forces help install communist government in Angola. 1979. January. U.S. and China establish diplomatic relations. Sounds sexy, doesn't it? July. Salt 2. 
side. November. Shah of Iran overthrown. Iranian hostage crisis. December. Soviet forces invade Afghanistan. 1980. August. Polish shipyard workers strike for Solidarity Union formed. Wilsa is elected as the head of Solidarity. 1983. President Reagan proposes strategic defense initiative. United States troops invade and overthrow a regime in Grenada. Able Archer and the War Scare. In early November of 1983, the world may have come closer to nuclear war than any time since the Cuban Missile Crisis. NATO was conducting what it considered a routine exercise named Able Archer, a simulation designed to train and test procedures for shifting from conventional to nuclear war. However, the Soviet Union interpreted the exercise as a prelude to the first strike by the United States. Much remains classified about what came to be known as the War Scare of 1983, but the National Security Archive has amassed that published a 100-page report by the President's Foreign Intelligence Agency Board from February of 1990 entitled The Soviet War Scare, declassified in 2012. The moderately Redacted report concludes that the intelligence community did not attach sufficient weight to the possibility the war scare was real, and as a result, the president was given assessments of Soviet attitudes and actions that understood the risk to the United States. The board further concluded that the U.S. had inadvertently placed our relations with the Soviet unions on a hair trigger. Way to go, bitches. 1985, Mikhail Gorbachev becomes the leader of the Soviet Union, initiating a campaign of openness called Glasnost and restructuring called Perestroika. 1986, Dover, President Reagan and Gorbachev resolved to remove all intermediate nuclear missiles from Europe. 1989, January, Soviet troops withdraw from Afghanistan. June, Poland becomes independent. September, Hungary becomes independent. November, Berlin Wall is demolished. Decline of the Soviet Empire, 1990. March, Lithuania becomes independent. May 29th, Boris Yeltsin is elected president of Russia. October 3rd, Germany reunited. 1991, end of the Soviet Union and Cold War. Also the same day, Yakov Smirnov out of a job. Special thanks, cdc.gov, titanmissilemuseum.org. The Atomic Bomb and the End of World War II, a collection of primary sources by gwu.edu. jfklibrary.org. Historystate.gov and trumanlibrary.gov. For the aftermath, I'm your host, Dan Hudson. Peace!